I know it's really early to be talking about the Utah game that we still don't even have a date set for, but Cam Rising injured might miss time. We'll, we'll see. We're going to talk about it here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country of SI.com. Today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started today and before we get into it i'm going to ask you like subscribe comment review i try not to ask that too often because i feel like it's annoying uh join the lockdown gators discord that's in the description below but now getting into today's actual content cam rising utah's starting quarterback uh reports came out last week that cam rising tore his acl in the rose bowl this past postseason and while he is trying to come back and be here for week one against Florida, I think that people are rightfully um, pessimistic about that. Because all, all we know also is that he got surgery to fix his ACL in January. We don't know the date, so it could have been the day after the game, or it could have been very early in the year. Could have been. January 31st, which is why I'm thinking nine months to come back is cutting it really close, I think. And even if you do come back, you're not going to have that practice, which we get it. You're an experienced starter. You're an experienced veteran. You can come in and operate this offense and be perfectly fine with that. But you still should be reasonably concerned. And we also understand that you're a quarterback. If there is any position on or on a football field that you can not use your legs too much or not use your knee too much or not worry about hits too much. It's quarterback. Every other position you have to worry about it. Quarterback. You don't necessarily have to worry about that. And here's the thing. Also Utah in 2023, I believe was probably going to be at least slightly worse. And that's not a knock on Utah's program. They lost Dalton Kincaid. And that's not a knock on Brent Keithy, who will be back, or any other tight end on roster or any other pass catcher or any other player on the Utah roster. You lost a fantastic starting tight end, and that's probably going to hurt. Like, Dalton Kincaid's a hell of a football player. We know that. We've seen him do that. So... You're already losing Dalton Kincaid. You've now got Cam Rising recovering from a torn ACL. And let, let's play this, let's play this, not even devil's advocate, just this this what if hypothetical that we like to do sometimes here. And we're gonna do it now. Let's say Cam Rising is cleared to play for week one. 
which again, we don't have a date set at the time of recording this. I'm going to be really pissed if I record this. And then by the time it comes out in a few hours, it's released. So I'm going to be really pissed about that. Um, but let's let's say he is cleared to go. They say, all right, Cam Rising, you can play week one against Florida. Go nuts with it. Throwing the ball is going to be something that he can do. But arguably the most valuable part of Cam Rising's game is his mobility. Yeah, he's not Anthony Richardson. Yeah, he's not Lamar Jackson. He's not Josh Allen. He's not any of these guys. But a big part of Cam Rising's game is being able to escape the pocket and extend plays. And that's one of the things where Utah fans, when it was Florida versus Utah week one this year, well, this past season, Utah fans kept telling me, well, out of 13 personnel, they're just so good. Sure, out of 13 personnel, they were so good. A big part of that is out of 13 personnel, which is one of running back three tight ends. You run a play fake, you run a boot action, and it's like, okay, well, now we've got to respect the actual run if they did hand it off. Now we've got to respect the boot because Cam Rising can move, and now we've got to respect that passing attack. So part of what made that Utah 13 personnel so good was Cam Rising's mobility. And look, we talk about Anthony Richardson being such a good runner, and we talk about him being able to convert these first downs that a lot of other guys couldn't convert. On the ground alone, Cam Rising and Anthony Richardson converted the same amount of first downs, the same number of first downs. They both converted 40 first downs with their legs in 2022. So, and Anthony Richardson did it on a lot more attempts. Granted, it was also more designed attempts and it was also more obvious attempts. So Cam Rising's were kind of, Cam Rising's attempts were kind of like sneaking in there um, or just him scrambling. But this is a thing where Cam Rising's mobility is huge. Even week one, Cam Rising's mobility was huge against the Florida Gators in week one. He ran for a season-high 91 yards against Florida. 50 were scrambles, 41 were on designed runs, and he ran four first downs on the ground. That is huge news for Florida's defense when you come into looking at Florida's chances to win this game because, again, whether or not Cam Rising is cleared, we'll see. But if he is cleared, I could imagine he is not going to be willing to be running the football as much as he was in week one against uh, against Florida that he did last year. So I think that for Florida, huge news. Cam Rising is out. Obviously, it's going to be a very different looking Florida team. You've got a brand new linebacker core, completely new linebacker core. You've got changes on the defensive line. You've got an insanely young secondary coming in brand new starters at safety, a new starter at star. It's going to be a lot for this defense where Cam Rising might be able to just supplement his rushing from week one in 2022 with his passing in week one in 2023, because Florida's defense is going to be brand new. This is going to be their first attempt. This is going to be everything where they need to lock in. But at least, you know, Cam Rising's rushing attack will not be anything that is 
as threatening as it was in week one, 2022, unless he has this miraculous recovery, which you saw Cam Akers tear his Achilles and like four months later, come back to play. But that's not the expectation at this point. We're about to talk about different Gators sports. We've got two different Gators sports. We're talking about baseball. We're talking about softball because baseball is about to kill about to kick off. Whatever. Baseball is about to start. Softball did start. So we're about to talk about that. But first, today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel. It's America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a snow sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 of bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, it's super easy to use, and it's super fun to use. Then you can bet on anything you want in the NBA. You can bet on who's going to win. You can bet on point score, who's going to have the most points. Threes drain, like I mentioned the other day. Mikael Burgess has been great for me. You know who else was great for me? Dorian Finney-Smith the other day, Florida Gators legend. He's now a Brooklyn Net. And again, like I said, they are one of the best-spaced teams in the East. So take I, I'm just taking Mikhail Bridges and Dorian Finney-Smith threes every single time I see them. So I'm just I'm letting you know that now. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're talking baseball a bit because I do know that there are quite a few Gators fans that ask me to talk about baseball. And we're going to talk about baseball here. Uh, the Florida Gators opened their season this Friday night. It, it's, it came up on us real quick. Um, but the Gators opened Friday night. 7 Eastern against Charleston Southern with games on Saturday and Sunday also against Charleston Southern because, of course, it's a series. Um, important there, the 2023, the 16th year under Kevin O'Sullivan, one of the best college baseball coaches, managers, whatever you want to call them, in the country. And guess what? The expectation under Kevin O'Sullivan has not changed. That's it. Like the expectation has not changed. It's be one of the top teams in the country and win the whole damn thing. When Ben Chase was here about a month ago now, he said the thing with Florida is that like greatness isn't the goal. It's the expectation. That's especially the case with baseball under Kevin O'Sullivan, which for quite some time has been elite. And I don't remember the last time that going into the season, I was not not just like optimistic. I'm I'm I like to think I'm not an optimist. I'm just like someone who tries to see it down the middle. I don't remember the last time going into a season I was this confident in the roster itself. Like this the amount of talent on this roster or potential talent on this roster, guys who Last year were depth and now could be stepping into starting roles. Guys who are, are freshmen and could be making plays. And guys who I'm just very curious to see. Like Max Brown, quarterback for the Florida Gators. He is one of the few scholarship quarterbacks on the roster, on the Florida Gators football team. He is playing baseball right now. And it's going to be interesting to see how he did. Like, I'm just excited. I think that's what it is. I don't remember the last time I've been this excited about a Florida Gators baseball team. 
there's a ton of talent. There's a ton of potential. There's a a full looking roster where on paper you're like, okay, like this this could actually be pretty damn good. So I I think that's the thing for me is that I am just so excited with the potential of this season and on all the potential or not even all the potential, all the storylines that are going on that I just can't wait to watch this team play on Friday. I'm, I'm stoked. There's no other way to put it. I'm, I'm stoked to see it. And here's the thing. I know that there are, there's a little bit of variation in where they're ranked, depending on who you're looking at. And I want to make it clear. I don't care if they're ranked 7th, 8th. I, I saw a one place had them 2nd in the country. I don't care what your ranking is, no matter what it is. It, we expect you to be great. Like, we expect you to be one of the best teams in baseball. That's it. Like, maybe... When looking at this roster, the pitching depth is a bit of a concern if there's a long-term injury or two, but just in general on paper, like, like you, you should be one of the best teams. Again, pitching depth is maybe a concern. The other potential concern or potential issue is if your star players don't take the next step, if Wyatt Langford doesn't take the next step, then that's a concern. If any of your again potentially very good players that are st- that are stepping into a bigger role if any of them don't really take the next step then sure there's another cause for concern but this should be one of the best teams in baseball outfield the biggest area that I'm excited to see uh mainly because like I, I just want to see how it plays out because again I'm clearly someone who I care about the potential and taking the next step and doing all that great stuff. And Florida's got a bit of a different outfield coming into 2023 because the only outfielder that was a full-time starter last year that has returned is Wyatt Langford. So I'm curious to see how that shapes up. Uh, Judd Fabian is now in the MLB and Sterling Thompson now in the MLB. Or this is the thing I hate saying about in the MLB. They're both with MLB organizations. They are obviously not in the majors yet, but they are both with major league organizations in the minor league systems. But point being, and the most important part, they're not Gators right now. I get it. Once a Gator, always a Gator. Their presence or what they're doing right now has nothing to do with the Gators right now. So the outfield is the area where I'm looking forward to seeing which young guys step up. I'm curious to see also how they figure out the... Uh, we'll, we'll say outfield. I, I hate saying rotation because obviously pitching rotation, but we'll say outfield rotation. I'm curious to see who they have play where on Friday. And then on Saturday, do you switch that up Sunday? Do you switch it up again? And do you just try a bunch of different combinations and go, okay, we're going to see how you do in, in actual games and not scrimmages or anything like that. So I'm curious to see how Kevin L. Sullivan kind of, uh, kind of attacks figuring out what his outfield is going to be long-term. And another thing that is just wild to me is that the Gators play 20 of their first 22 games at home to start the year. That's it. It's if I'm not mistaken, it's one game against the USF in Tampa and one game against Jacksonville in Jacksonville. Um, That's just like a wild start. You need to start hot. 
which is another thing because last year you didn't. That's that's probably another big thing that we need to focus on is the inconsistencies. You need to cut them out a little bit. You know, last year, 2022, you started against Liberty and you won the first game. And then you lost the next two. And then there were a few other games throughout the season where it's like, why? Like, you shouldn't be losing this game. So watching this team try to piece it together and, and try to just be a more consistent unit, going to be another big thing, which apparently that's just Florida's trend, I'm now realizing. Just the Florida Gators are like, hey, we could be really good or really bad. Which one are we going to get? You figure it out. Um, and we'll see what happens when we get there, I guess, because football did it. Basketball is doing it, both men's and women's. Baseball, is, baseball did it in 2022. So curious to see how it goes. Um, but you, you can't drop the first series against Charleston Southern. You can't. Like, that's, that's just unacceptable if that's how you start the year. Uh, but also, again, not just the start. Throughout the year, you have to be more consistent. And that's what we need to see. And look, the way last season ended was wild. And honestly, I get it. You lost to Oklahoma in the Gainesville Regional. You didn't move on when we wanted to see the Gators move on. It was entertaining as hell. Like, it was disappointing, but it was entertaining as hell. And you better believe that once again, Florida Gators baseball, the expectation is a national championship. Um, we're about to talk about Florida Gators softball, which, again, domination but first a quick word from our sponsors thanks again for making lockdown gators your first listen of the day every day we're available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts to wrap up today's show we are talking about florida gators softball and my goodness gracious they're awesome uh so florida gator softball started last week that that was their start last week and Started off the year whooping Boston University, whooping Boston College, whooping Illinois State. All three teams whooped like it wasn't close. Combined score, <laughs> Florida softball outscored their three opponents, Boston University, Boston College, Illinois State, in three games, 41 to two whooping <laughs> including an 11 to two win against boston university so that's it that the, the two runs they allowed the whole weekend first game boston university 11 to two and a nine nothing win over boston college so boston schools congratulations you both lost by exactly nine so you suck equally bad and i know you you heard 11 to 2 and 9 to nothing and you go okay that's 20 to 2 but you said they outscored opponents 41 to 2 because against illinois state florida won 21 0 my lord that's a football score like you won 21 0 that's like when madden is like hey you look like you're not having a good time would you like to quit but they did it in softball like that's ridiculous and look, I'm recording this right before they play Jacksonville in Jacksonville because do they they do play Jacksonville. Uh, this is now Tuesday night. So they play Jacksonville Tuesday night, but they also play Jacksonville tomorrow or at the time you're listening is today 
Uh, they play, I believe it's a 6 p.m. Wednesday in Gainesville. So first, it's a back-to-back, but the first game's in Jacksonville. Second game's in Gainesville. And I'm, I've been torn here about which batters have been, which uh, between three batters, which have been more impressive for me. Reagan Walsh started the year three for eight hitting, which isn't spectacular, right? Like, like no one's going to be like, ooh, three for eight. You're a freak. Uh, no, but started three for eight, got walked three times. Fantastic play, play discipline. But in those three hits, in those eight appearances, 11, but eight at-bats, two home runs, seven RBIs, and six runs, which if you're not doing the quick math, I'll do the quick math for you. Reagan Walsh had three hits, okay? 66.7% of them were home runs. She got walked three times, which means she's been on base six times. Six runs, she scores every time she gets on base. That That's what she's doing at this point when I'm recording this right before the Jacksonville game. Every time Reagan Walsh gets on base, she comes home, whether she's doing it herself or getting brought home. So there's that. Sam Rowe is the second one. Four for seven to start, so better batting average, more hits, less appearances. Awesome. And two walks. Also been on base six times. She's got six RBIs and a home run. She hasn't scored every time she's touched base, but it's it's still great numbers. Like, it's still very impressive. So Sam Rowe, you got better efficiency. You've got one less RBI, one less plate appearance, another hit in that plate appearance, one less home run. So the RBI that you would have given yourself, not there. And, of course, last, Charla Eccles, who I am so damn grateful that she's here for another year because she is just – She's awesome. So Charlie Eccles, three for seven to start. I get it. Immediately, one less at-bat than Reagan Walsh. Same number of hits as Reagan Walsh. Same number of at-bats as Sam Rowe. Rowe, One less hit compared to Sam Rowe. With a double, no home runs yet, four RBIs, two walks, and the only one with a stolen base so far. So Charlie Eccles, yeah, maybe not the, the same output, obviously, but still, very efficient, very effective, very productive. And I will never say no to that. And on the pitching side of things, Elizabeth Hightower. If you've listened to this show before, if you follow Gator Softball, Elizabeth Hightower, to the surprise of absolutely nobody, threw a one-hit shutout in her only appearance so far. She like like domination isn't even the word. She just whoops people's you know what, like, like Elizabeth Hightower, one of, if not the best pitcher in softball, in college softball right now, Florida and Jacksonville, like I mentioned, are playing, they probably played one time this year already by the time you listen to it. And odds are Florida won because they've played each other 25 times in softball. Florida's 24 and one in those 25 games. Hopefully now 25 and one in those 20. Six games with Florida winning 22 straight, which would now be 23 straight if they won last night. Only loss from Florida to Jacksonville, March 4th, 2005. So if you were born that day, you're almost old enough to vote. And and that's just ridiculous to me. You'll be old enough to vote in two weeks if that's when you were born. Um, 
So that's bonkers to me. No other way to say it. In 2022, Florida played Jacksonville twice, won 21 to one combined. Again, absolute domination. So Florida Gators baseball, you're coming back this weekend. Florida Gators softball, you are back. And both of you, guess what? The expectations to win a national championship, World Series, whatever you want to call it, get it done. Win a title. That's what we want you to do. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we're available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Florida Gators football. For your second listen, check out Lockdown SEC, hosted by Chris Gordy, Sports 790. Get the best coverage on the best conference and the best university, the University of Florida. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports and GiantsCountryFSI.com, and I will see you all tomorrow.